0: Quiet on the set. And we are live in five, four, three,
1: two, one. Happy February, everyone. We've made it to a new month. We are 1 12th of the way through 2021. I hope your first month of 2021 served you well. I hope it brought you peace and happiness and joy. Um, I hope it was full of purification and atonement, the month-long festival in January. Um, we did a little background research on what February means, what are the roots of this new month we are entering in. It comes from Latin, the word fubrura, which means to cleanse after the traditional month-long festival of purification and atonement. I am feeling neither purified or atoned myself, but I only wish the best for you, our dear listeners, for both of those things.
0: We've got some great stuff coming at you, podcast world. That's right. We have a new sponsor of the month, mm-hmm. and we've got some of our regular things that we do, the 5252 check-in with what we're reading. We're going to talk about some other podcasts. We're going to talk about our new challenge. And then we've got an interview with Lindsay Chapman, who is both an only child and an oldest sister. So stay tuned for that. Right.
1: we got a lot coming at you guys today. We do. I hope you've had your coffee. Or whatever, or your tea, your yerba, maybe a little libation if you if you're feeling it. Right? <laughs> Why not? It's probably rainy it. or snowy
0: everywhere. So
1: yeah, and, and life is long. <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink a drink on a Monday. We're not here to judge you. We're not. A, you do you. This is a safe space. And please invite us next time. Absolutely, um, Julie, We have a very very special new sponsor of the month. Um, this is someone who. I consider a cousin and a friend. More importantly, above all of those things, she is my cookie pen pal, meaning we send cookies to each other. She is none other than Elena Grace. That's exactly right. I'm glad you
0: consider her a cousin.
1: I do. Yes.
0: Since she is.
1: Yes. But I mean, some people might not consider their cousins cousins, you know? That's, that's true. I own, cousins, it. I own that she's my cousin. I am proud. I can't wait till we have a cousin episode. I know it's coming down the pipeline slowly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of them in the pipeline.
1: There's a lot of friction in that pipeline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Lainey, thank you so much for being our February platinum sponsor of the month. Mm-hmm. And here is what Lainey wants to share this first week. It's all about astrology, which fits in perfectly with the interview that we have with Lindsay later in the podcast, and a little bit about what the word February means, because astrology sometimes can cleanse where we are, it cleanse our brain. So here's what she has to say. She wanted to talk about the fire signs, and there are three fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. These signs are most compatible with each other, And she, when she was doing some research, she realized that she's a fire sign, I'm a fire sign, her cousin Sarah, and some of her best friends, Emma and Lauren, are all fire signs. Fire signs they are based off of spontaneity and big passions. And fires also tend to be excitable, impulsive, and to rely quickly on gut instincts. Well, that's you. I know. And she said, she did say it's kind of like youngest children. And she said that there were some parallels to that. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, I like it. Um, What's your sign? I thought you were a Pisces. No, I'm an Aries because I'm late March.
1: Well, my Aunt Julie. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought we were both Pisces together. (laughs) Well,
0: we're we're March babies. I kind of feel like to. Oh, no, don't. Because we're wingman. Like, Pisces is a wingman for Aries. Aries is a wingman for Pisces. Okay, all right. We're, we're just right up next to each other. Okay. And Lainey also wanted to share that, to sense that we're made for bigger and better things than dull day-to-day life. That's right. Probably because we are superior <laughs> and we think we've got a little <laughs> grandiose, superiority complex. I mean, deserved. Deserved, yes. And we are always the more fun and the trailblazing sign. Interesting. Well, that seems subjective, but okay. Yeah. Well, and I wonder who else in our family, I mean, we definitely have lots of Aries. I think Riley
1: might be a Leo. I think she is. Interesting. Does. We're so excited for Lainey to be sponsoring this month. I do feel a little guilty taking money from a high schooler, um, but not guilty enough to not do it. So no, certainly not. Certainly yeah. not. All and right. she probably
0: already has gotten her $12 worth after just one week. Yeah. And it only gets better from here, Elena Grace. This was money invested. And we appreciate the information
1: to share with our podcast world about the fire sign. So thank you, Laney. Three cheers for Lady Grace. Thank you for sponsoring February. And we look forward to a month-long adventure with her. So what about a challenge? Do you have a challenge? What for about me? it? <laughs> you want to fight about it? <laughs> um, I do have a new challenge for you, Aunt Julie. I am scaling it back. I feel like in January, I micromanaged slightly with a day-to-day challenge. So in this new month that we're embarking on, I just have one challenge for you. And that is, I want you to do something new this month. Mm. So it could be something big. It could be something scary, something you've always wanted to do. But this month, I am challenging you to do something new. Okay. I love it. Well, as a seven-
0: We love new things. We do. We're all about it. Good. I'm going to start uh, just thinking about some possibilities. I know. Maybe I'll throw a a couple ideas at you next week and then I'll decide what to do. It's exciting. I know. What do you have for me? What's on my my challenge list? Okay. I would like you to find the best store-bought chips and salsa. Ooh. There have been so many times I have bought salsa at the store I'm like, uh, it's okay, but it's not great. And other times it's great, but then I can't remember which one it was and the mm-hmm. chips. So to have them both, like sometimes you have a great salsa, the chip's not so great. You have a great chip, yeah. salsa's not so great. So yeah. the best chips and salsa at your local stores.
1: Ooh, it's going to be um, a lot of chips and salsa in this month coming up. <laughs> you don't have to sample all of them. But jalapenos. <laughs>
0: Are you going to be sending roommates me... Roommates are going to be like, seriously, Abby, more chips and salsa. Are you going to be sending me a hemorrhoid cream to go with this challenge? <laughs> You're 24. <laughs> you should be fine.
1: I'm a delicate system. <laughs> I'm a flower. <laughs> okay, Pisces. <laughs> uh, I accept your challenge and I will, I will find the best chips and salsa. Oh, I'm so excited. And maybe we can buy some when we go on our next road trip. Yes, I will... I'll keep it updated. I will post on the Instagram, my adventures in chips and salsa. Mm, I love it. Yes. Very good. All right. Um, I would like to know what you are currently reading. What's on your um literary list right now?
0: Oh, I am still reading The Ninth Hour by Alice McDermott. It has gotten, um, it's getting really good. There's a bit of a mystery that's been introduced, And this is the book where in the first few pages, this young woman's husband commits suicide. And a nun tries to cover it up because she wants him to be buried in the Catholic cemetery. Mm-hmm. And she is not successful. So they, we have this point, we have no idea where the body ended up getting buried. And now it's kind of gone down a couple of, It's like, now it's talking about his grandchildren.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so we kind so of jumped ahead in time. Yes. Okay. All right. And how about you? I'm sure
0: you've got some new books.
1: Uh, I I do. I've been a reading machine. Um, I'm on day three of snow days here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, One of the few perks that we get for living in a cornfield. And so I finished this morning, The Giver by Lois Lowry. Louise Mm -hmm. Lowry? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, um, It was a reread. I read it once years ago. I was happy to get back and read it again. And I am just now starting a book called dandelion wine by ray bradbury Ooh, yeah so kind of switching genres so i just started it today haven't gotten very far into it but that is what i'm currently working through what podcasts have you been listening to recently um so i haven't been listening to a lot i don't have much of a commute which i'm thankful for but that used to be the bulk of the time where i would listen to podcasts it used Mm. to be Mm-hmm. 30 45 minutes long but the one i would like to recommend is called my dad wrote a porno i'm still working through it it's hilarious it a podcast um by this man who's an adult who finds a smut novel that his father wrote and it's just hilariously written terrible and him and his two friends each uh podcast episode like read a story out loud from the novel and then just like rip it apart it's super funny, really easy listening. I would highly recommend it. Um, Not to you, grandma. If you're listening to this, don't, don't listen to it. It won't be up your alley, but it's, um, it's hilarious. It's a good listen. It does
0: sound really funny. My dad wrote wrote a porno. Okay.
1: I'm going to listen. Yes, I would. It's, it's a little raunchy, but it's, um, it's hilarious. Uh, And how about you? Do you have any podcast recommendations?
0: I've got a couple. I've been listening to one that's also very funny called Smartless. Okay. And it has Jason Bateman. If anyone was an Arrested Development fan, he's one of the main characters from there. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace fame, and Will Arnett, who's been in a bunch of things. Plus, he's the voice of like the Reese's Pieces commercials, which is kind oh. of random. That is random. I like that you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a very distinctive voice. These guys are incredibly funny. They have a guest on each week, and one of them will invite a guest, and the other two don't know who it's going to be. So it's a surprise, and then they interview. And all of them are extremely funny, extremely funny. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, meditative story, which is one I will listen to. If I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm having trouble falling asleep, mm-hmm. and it's just this really lovely podcast about people telling true stories from their lives, and they tell it in such a way that's very soothing. And there's a, there's always a little bit of a lesson to be learned.
1: Very nice.
0: I don't think I've ever made it to the end of one. I always oh. blissfully fall asleep. That's a which,
1: testament to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good one. So meditative story, check it out. <laughs>
1: All right, (laughs) we'll do. Now, I am curious. So back when we first started this podcast journey and Julie, we spent some time brainstorming things we might want to talk about. And in one of our recent executive meetings, I came across one that I found to be absolutely hilarious. I kind of forgot that we even wrote it down. And I'm hoping we can circle back to that today, if you don't mind. Well, let's do it. All right. And just a blanket warning. This is not a advertisement, nor are we promoting this product, but we had a question for those who are familiar with camel crushes, those delicious, sweet menthol cigarettes. How does that menthol get in there? How on earth does they, how on earth, how on earth we are very curious. And I think you did a little research for us. Is that right? I did. Yes. And I've only smoked cigarettes twice in
0: my life. Maybe once when I was a kid, my dad smoked. I might have snuck one once way back when, but I've only smoked cigarettes twice in my life. And one of the times was a night with you, Abby and Gray Eagle, Mm
2: -hmm. and you
0: had bummed one of these, or maybe a whole pack, I don't know, cigarettes off a bartender at a favorite dive bar up there. And so I'd never like seen it or whatever. I've just always been a little bit curious. So they had, they they wanted to add menthol and it was actually very controversial when they introduced it in 2006. So these Wait. actually have been around for a while.
1: It's that new. I would have guessed they would have had it forever ago.
0: No, maybe they tried for a long time how to get that little bit of menthol. And because there's always been menthol cigarettes, but not one that has this little pellet of the menthol. Oh, in
1: Sure. It. Okay.
0: So they had to figure out a way to Put the pellet get the pellet in there and that it would be strong enough that it wouldn't break just in shipping or in the packaging or someone touched it, but weak enough that when someone hit the little filter thing, it would burst and you'd get that menthol flavor. But it's very controversial because it was pretty clear that they were marketing this product towards younger people. Mm, sure. Because it kind of like the, the packaging almost looks like like gum, like that take five gum with its black writing with whatever, and it's got the peppermint gum. So they kind of took a lot of, a lot of guff for it, but they put this, it's a tiny, it's almost like a bead Mm -hmm. that they put in there and you can really crush it and get a big burst, or you can do a little bit at a time and get little bits along Mm -hmm. the way. And with my logistics background, I was sort of interested in the manufacturing bit of it.
1: Yes. Our in-house logistician
0: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, logisticians. So it was interesting to kind of check it out. So there you go. This is again, not um, a promotion for camel crushers, but if you're wondering what's in there, it's a little tiny bright blue bead
1: that's inside the filter. I thank you for doing that research for us. It's it's um, It's been a question in my mind for a number of years now. All right. And so we, we can now check off that
0: micro idea that we had. That is right. Wow. Look at us. And now back to one of our big ideas, which is the birth order and family dynamics. So up next, we've got our interview with Lindsay. And before she introduces herself, I wanted to tell a little story. Lindsay is my oldest niece. She's 36, I believe. I was 15 when she was born. It was about a month before my 16th birthday. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, was living at home in Reno. And my parents happened to be out of town. They were out of town maybe for a weekend trip or maybe a golfing trip or something. And my brother Dave called to say they were going to the hospital that his wife, Mary Jo, at the time was um, ready to deliver. So they're headed to the hospital. Then he called again to say she was born. He was so excited. And I really, really wanted to go see... Lindsay in the hospital, but my parents were out of town. So I called my friend, Carrie, who was even younger than I was by about six months. And we found uh, my mom's car keys. Oh my gosh. And we stole her car. I did not have a license yet. Cause I was, I w- it was going to be another month before I was 16. And it happened that Lindsay was born at Sparks family hospital, which is way, way on the other side of Sparks from Reno. So we had to get on the freeway. <laughs>
1: oh. Was this your first time
0: driving? No, no, I think I must have been driving some. Okay, so you'd practice before. I had practice, yes. Oh but we, I remember we were trying to sit up really tall. So if a cop saw us, he wasn't thinking, you know, what are those young people doing driving that car?
1: Like, which Somebody probably makes like, like, way more suspicious. I know, right? <laughs>
0: Big stick up our butt or something, trying to stand so tall. But we made it. We made it over there, and I got to see her and hold her when she was only one day old. And you, that's a memory you can't recreate. You cannot. Sometimes you just have to risk it for the biscuit. That is right.
1: Okay, welcome back, everyone. We have a very special guest, my very dear cousin, Lindsay. Lindsay, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. So I'm 36 and I live in Portland and I am a ashiatsu massage therapist. I do that three days a week. So I actually get up on a hydraulic table and use my feet for pressure. I'm also um, a coach. So I have a life coaching business on the side.
0: It's great to be here. All right. Welcome. We have been very excited to talk to you because you kind of have a unique experience. You were an only child for quite a while, and then um, you had two half-siblings. So you've kind of got this combo experience of being an only child and then being the eldest. You want to talk a little bit about um, your relationship with Kyle and Sarah, your younger brother and sister. You were, um, how old were you when, when Kyle was born? I was
2: 16 and 16. then I was 19 when Sarah was born.
0: Yeah. So you were definitely, you know, an older, older sibling. So your relationship with them now, now Kyle and Sarah are 21 and 17 or so, would you describe it as more friends or as an older sister?
2: That's a great question. And I would definitely say that I feel a hybrid connection In the sense that, you know, this length of time between us has created enough kind of space and distance, especially, you know, me not living in Reno any longer, where it's, I I feel like they're comfortable opening up to me about things that um, perhaps you might want to share or rather um, hide some of your secrets from a sibling growing up because you're afraid that they will gossip on you or whatever it is. But I feel like the level of trust um, has been formed, and you know it took a while for us to kind of get used to each other. Growing up, I think it was a new thing for me personally, you know, to all of a sudden no longer be center of attention. And parents were always so good at like showing up for different school events. Um, I was in concert bands, I was on flag team and cheerleading. I always had that support of them showing up, and I I feel like when Kyle was born, some of that attention, you know, there was just a new baby in the house. And for, for me, I never thought that I would ever have that experience of having a sibling. I mean, I, I really like held an identity of being the only child where you're not really able to communicate things to a sibling about, you know, your parents and what it's like, you know, your own unique situation. So anyways, I mean, now I would say that there is kind of a sibling feel. I mean, we do spend the holidays together, and we have different traditions that we've picked up along the way. And so we can kind of celebrate those together. But I definitely find recently, actually, just a few days ago, my sister asking me, you know, a a somewhat personal question, my thoughts about something. And I, I think it's really cool that she's kind of on the same wavelength as someone who is Exploring what it means to um, grow up, you know, and um, kind of the challenges and the curiosities. And it's really just a special connection to get to share, you know, some of my own journey with somebody.
0: Really special that you guys have that relationship. Any special stories you want to
2: share or a memory about when either Kyle or Sarah were born? yeah I would say the first thing that comes to mind is when Kyle was born and I remember I think talking to my dad on the phone he was in the hospital and I just remember one of the first and only experiences of actually hearing him cry Mm. because he was just so touched by joy and he had found his soulmate and you know he's been on a journey with trying to find the right partner so has my mom and just kind of seeing like that it's like an um, almost an unbelievable feeling of like wow look at what I was able to create in my life and probably a lot of overwhelming emotion about starting over again in the realm of parenthood here at you know I'm, I'm 16 and he's got another 18 years plus and that's if they only had you know the one child, which of course they had two, but it's like I couldn't even imagine just the feeling of like, I mean, just having a baby is such a a game changer, you know, and I, I don't think that anybody really knows how to prepare for it until it's there. But I was just able to witness my dad in this just this beautiful state. And I mean, I'll never forget that. That was so I was so special just to hear him cry through the lens of joy.
0: Well, we're going to change gears a little bit. This is going to feel a little jarring, but (laughs) Lindsay, you have so much about you that is so fascinating and the wisdom that you have and your experiences. We also wanted to talk to you about some of your other interests with astrology Um, becoming a life coach, all the the different areas that you've been interested in. And do you mind just talking a little bit about how you first were drawn to those, those types of
2: subjects? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that it all kind of began with this just heavy realization that traditional college was not for me. And I remember the conversation that I had with my mom because it was at this point where I thought I wanted to go back to school and I just wasn't quite sure what I was doing. And I remember being being in Reno and talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, you know, Lindsay, school's just not for you. Like this is not this is not your jam. You know, you don't love it. You're you're trying to force something to happen. And so that was kind of the walls falling down and me actually seeing for the first time that I had other options available because I knew that I wanted to further my education. I just, I wasn't quite sure how or with what. So, I mean, purely by synchronicity, I ended up going to massage school and I graduated in 2011 and I was really just wanting a a better anatomy background uh, for teaching and I started to really enjoy being a massage therapist and so I was doing that and I was teaching at TMCC and actually I was introduced uh, formally to astrology through those endeavors. I was actually grading yoga essays at a coffee shop in Reno and when I was grading these papers, this a gentleman walked up to me and he asked me what I was doing. And I we started to have a conversation and turns out he was also a professor, uh, an astrologer. And so we ended up doing a, a trade. I gave him a massage and he read my chart. And when he read my chart, it was so clear to me for the first time that I actually had a a role in this life that was a big role. And it was a unique role. And it was something that I was going to be discovering slowly over time. I'll never forget the opening conversation that we had. He said, you know, your chart is exquisite. And I've never seen a chart like this before. That was about six years ago. And ever since then, I've been kind of doing my own studies to try to discover, you know, why did he say this? about me, why this um, and it really I was really able to see that I had a lot of kind of personal strength and power. I have a lot of um Scorpio in my chart and I have a lot of sixth house activities. So in astrology you have um something that are known as houses and that's where a particular energy shows up. And the sixth house is the house of service. Um, And it's the three heavyweight planets in our solar system. It's Pluto mars and saturn um, which is very intense and so i just started to feel like i was not a fuck up for the first time ever and that is how meaningful astrology is to me and now when i'm like reading somebody's chart i can kind of like depict a theme for their life astrology just basically shows us so much.
0: Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing some time with us, your wisdom, and some stories about um, going from an only
1: child to an older sister. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much, ladies. All right. Well, thanks again to Lindsay for taking the time to interview with us and share some stories and experiences that she's had. We super appreciate it, as always. And, and, Julie, I just want to thank you. This has been a great time talking with you, as always. And I am so looking forward to our new month of challenges and our new sponsor, Elena Grace. And I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Thank you, Abby. Happy February, everybody. Uh, bye-bye. She's the daughter of her sister.
2: She's a sister of her mother. They have one thing in common, two accidents with no purpose.